0: Candy Girl Podcast. Fuck me, Daddy. <laughs> hey
1: everyone, welcome to a special episode of Candy Girl. I'm your host, Shelby.
0: And I'm your co-host Emily.
1: And today we're joined with Jenny Thompson, founder of Safety Pin. Jenny, do you want to introduce yourself and then tell us a little bit about what Safety Pin is?
2: Hi, first, thank you guys so much for having me. I love the podcast and you guys are, I'm i am such a fan. So uh, my name is Jenny Thompson. I am the founder and CEO of Safety Pin and we have developed a digital trust badge as a way of establishing a deeper amount of trust quicker than people can normally do.
0: And why do you think it's so important with, you know, the gig economy and just the way that people hire outside help? Why is it so important today more now than ever?
2: I started the company because I had a pet sitter who faked her own death when I found out that she had not stayed with my dogs and I called her out on it. And I had hired her online. She had been walking my dogs for about a month. And I started looking into how I was going to solve that problem for myself. And I was using apps and trying to find someone that would come into my home and walk my dogs. I didn't think it would be that big of a challenge. And I kept having issues. This was the biggest issue. And I realized that every day, I was very fortunate. My dogs were fine and they were dogs, but every day people are hiring babysitters on the internet. They're hiring people to take care of their elderly parents. And then in addition to online dating and Airbnb and all these places that we hear these awful stories about how people victimize each other i mean uber had over 6000 sexual assaults in their cars so you know all the rules of how we meet people and assess them and trust them and feel safe with them have have been thrown out the window and our entire economy is in the palm of our hands at all times you know i always say probably everybody within the sound of my voice has at least 20 apps on their phone where they could end up meeting a stranger at any moment, whether it's dating apps, hiring apps, sharing apps like Airbnb or Turo. And, you know, we don't really think that that much about it, but even Postmates, you know, somebody that you've never known before is picking something up for you and bringing it to your home. And so the the level of trust is more important than ever, and we're actually getting less information than ever.
1: I think one unique aspect about safety pin, obviously, we've all talked about this before this episode, but I think what I really appreciate about it is how it divides behaviors and criminals in the sense that like, not everyone who's gone to jail is a bad person or a criminal. There's a lot of other factors that Contribute to being sent to jail or convicted of a crime? Would you mind talking a little bit about that aspect of Safety Pin?
2: Of course, I would love to. I just also want to back up and add. I always say this about home improvement. Like there's Home Advisor and Angie's List, and you're actually hiring a person to come to your house with a box of weapons. If you think about how many times, you know, you, if you watch Forensic Files or Dateline, they're like she was killed with a hammer. Here's somebody you're hiring to come to your house with a box of weapons and they're not even being background checked, it's it's crazy. But to the point that you asked, which is such, it's really the crux of everything about safety pin that's important and, and how it's different, is we understand that there are hundreds of thousands of people who are either in jail right now or have been convicted of things that don't put anyone else at any risk. And I think we talked about this when we met first, that looking at the three of us, you know, we're all white women, and we could be mainlining heroin on the steps of City Hall, and we are all sleeping in our own beds that night. And a 16-year-old black honor student could be smoking one joint in his basement and end up getting a police arrest on his record. So the the idea behind Safety Pin is we look at what's on the record and we decide based on that and an algorithm that we developed with law enforcement. Um, and and particularly very fair-minded law enforcement, we vetted them very carefully. We decide, does this person create a trust problem? And it's not only the criminal record. This is where we're really different. First of all, when we look at the criminal record, we do a much more exhaustive search. So we look everywhere that the person has lived since they turned 18 and where they currently work, and then we span out a radius from there. So we're not just looking at their home county or their home county over seven years. We're looking, um, we take the Department of Justice statistics for how far from home a person commits a crime and we increase it by 70%. So we're covering a much more significant percentage and number of crimes than any other background check service. But then the other piece of this, talking about the three of us mainlining heroin on the steps of city hall and not having a criminal record is, I know, right? We do that all the time because city hall steps are so comfortable. So the, the not having a criminal record doesn't mean that somebody is safe to lend into your home. Let's all keep in mind that until a a year ago, Harvey Weinstein didn't have a criminal record. He is the last person you want coming to your house. And that's why we test for behavior. And we worked with criminal profilers and clinical and forensic psychologists to develop this test. And because of my own personal experiences and the concerns I had based on how internet businesses generally work, we specifically look for stalking, controlling, and domineering behaviors.
0: Yeah, one thing that, oh, one thing that, okay, one thing that I personally love about Safety Pin is the fact that it is, you know, founded by a woman. It seems like a lot of background checks, you know, and we've seen companies come under fire like Lyft, Uber, Wag for their background checks not being intensive. So it seems like, you know, Nowadays, it's, oh, there's a background check. You should feel safe. What do you want us to do? Whereas with this product, it's this is why you should feel safe because it's really going above and beyond. And these are the things we're checking for rather than just using the blanket statement of background check. Because let's be honest, these background checks, given the statistics, are not actually preventing you know people from being assaulted when they use one of these services. So that's just something that I really it seems like it's really tailored to ensure people actually feel safe instead
2: of telling people they should just feel safe. I think what's so important there when you're talking about the statistics, Emily, is 75 percent of all sex crimes go unreported. That's a Department of Justice statistic. Out of every one thousand rapes, only 41 people get arrested and only five people end up incarcerated And so if you think about how you're relying on criminal background checks, right away, we know 40% of all crimes go unreported and 75% of sex crimes, so we know right away. The other thing is the sex offender registry is part of the sentencing negotiation. So for example, somebody could commit a rape, they could bargain that down to unlawful imprisonment and then they will not be on the sex offender registry. And then the last point I want to make is the so-called National Criminal Database is probably the single most dangerous thing in the United States because 17 states don't report any data at all to it, and that includes New York and Massachusetts, and 10 states report only one county. And let me just tell you, for those of you who don't know a lot about this, because probably nobody spends as much time studying counties as I do, there are, I think it's 3,145, so 3,145 counties in the U.S., 1065 of them almost exactly a third are in the national criminal database and the average state has over 50 counties so this isn't like like massachusetts and delaware have like five or six counties but most states have texas has over 200 um, and so the idea that it's county by county you don't know what's included in the national criminal database and by the way this probably won't make you feel any better of those 14 states alaska is one of them so like every time someone says they ran them the national criminal database they are screening Alaska, and they are not screening New York.
0: So obviously, we did not bring Jenny on here just to scare you and then leave you with that. So for all of you advocates of sex workers, sex workers, everybody that could be affected by a crime, which is also everybody, how could Safety Pin help sex workers?
2: So, you know, one of the things when FOSTA, SESTA, when those conversations were happening is when we started really thinking about this. So the way that we look at the benefit to full service sex workers is we screen a much broader area. We look at behavior. We're really studying whether or not we think this person is trustworthy. We worked with the former lead forensic psychologist from Leavenworth Maximum Security Prison who has an extraordinary amount of experience with criminals. The former chief security officer of the White House has been active and working with us as well, and two retired members of the NYPD who specialized in domestic violence, sex crimes, and stalking. And so these are the people that we worked with to develop the algorithm. We default to safety. So if we have a question, the person does not get a safety pin. Now, on the flip side of it, I want to be really upfront there's no database that you can come to and search if the person tried to get a safety pin and was declined because we also don't wanna be in the reputation management game. And so the way the product works, you would ask a client to apply for a safety pin. Most applications can be approved within 24 hours and then they actually pay, it's an ongoing membership fee because we also screen regularly. And so once you've verified somebody's safety pin, if something comes up and it's suspended or revoked, you are notified. So that's another way to make sure that you avoid someone who seemed very safe and then something happened because as we all know, people are unpredictable. The benefit for the client is it is entirely private. Their data is secure. We would ask them to upload a photo. You would get their first name, city and state, and then you would get their eight digit badge that could be verified. So we're not sharing their financial information with you. We're not sharing any personal information that they don't choose to share. Obviously, one-on-one, they can share whatever they like, but we're really focused on safety and then we're focused on privacy. And so it seems to us that in this world where safety and privacy are really driving forces behind the relationship, that we're uniquely qualified to serve both parties very well.
1: And I think this is... Not only beneficial for like full service sex workers, but any in-person sex work, sugar babies, particularly, I think this would be really beneficial for sugar babies, especially younger ones who are, you know, wanting to dip their toe in the sugar bowl, but not super comfortable with it yet. Again, any of those fake sugar daddies that are sliding into your DMs and they're like, oh, I'm going to give you 4,000 a month. Be like, well, if you consent to this background check, then let's do it. Now you have, you know, something to prove that they're not about to scam you.
2: And I will just say, like, not to make this too much pitch, but it's also very reasonably priced, where it's like $50 a year. So they, if they're not willing to spend $50 a year to make you feel safe, they really shouldn't be coming to you. And the only caveat there is there's an additional screening charge in New York, because New York is stupidly expensive for everything, you know, just like a sandwich at a bodega is $20, background checks cost more. But beyond that, like, we keep the price very reasonable, because our whole goal is to increase personal safety and security. And again, if somebody wants to meet with you, I when I have used online dating. I stopped because of a very recent, um, where the person that I was supposed to meet had an extensive record for stalking domestic violence, possession of evidence of sex crimes against children. I am no longer using the phrase child pornography and also uh, illegal possession of a weapon. So I chose not to go on that date But when I was actively online dating, I would meet somebody for a drink or in a coffee shop, but I would not be alone with them until they applied for a safety pin. And I figured if the cost of less than a dinner wasn't worth getting to be alone with me, I was not interested in being alone with them.
1: That's a great way to put that. Because I remember when you sent Emily and I the email where you were like, I almost went on a date with this person and they have so many accusations against them. I'm so glad I didn't. We were both like, oh my God, like how else would you know?
2: Well, and they weren't accusations, they were convictions. Let me he spent like 5 years in jail. Yeah. And I was lucky that I had access to it because it wasn't our service it wasn't our service. I it was a first date. I normally wouldn't ask somebody to apply for a first date, but there was just something about him that made me uncomfortable and I was just fortunate that we do have access to that data.
0: Yeah, and it seems like most people don't have the resources to get everybody background checks so even if you are somebody who is a consumer of sex work you can it's not that you have to pay $50 for each background check it's a one-time or a yearly fee and then your options just open up you are verified to not stalk and kill anybody like that is that is such an honor because there's there's literally no other way to check that like I've Been in the background trying to, you know, just Google all of my friends' first dates, just trying to scour the internet, trying to do, like, FBI-level investigations. And the truth is, right now, there is nothing in place to actually keep you safe. The internet, as we know, lots of misinformation, lots of fake data,
2: and things get hidden so easily. Well, and Emily, I was going to say, and someone could be lying to you about their name. That This person had lied about his first name but not his last name, which is a strange choice. And I ended up having to do a reverse phone number lookup because I couldn't find him. And so I think, again, because I know how it works, somebody else would have put it in and thought, oh, great, nothing came up. I knew that something should come up that was identifying, not necessarily criminal, but I should have been able to see his address history or something else. So I think that when you think about the fact that if you try to run a background check on somebody, A, if you're using something like Instant Checkmate or Bin Verified and you're only running the National Criminal Database and you don't have the history of everywhere they've lived, people with criminal records move around a lot. And so one of the things that you learn is people with criminal records understand how they work and they purposely move to places where they think they won't have information shared. And that's why we scrub as much as we do. And so if you're running something... You don't actually know if you have the person's correct information. A lot of states now aren't even allowing social security numbers. So it's only first name, last name, date of birth. You know, my name is Jenny Thompson. There might be more than one of us in the country. And so there are all these gaps. And then there are all these risks of trying to do it yourself. And also, why should the women have to take any expense or time? Sorry, women. I shouldn't say women. I'm sorry. That's my like upbringing. You know, why should the sex worker have to spend one minute or $1 to check out their clients, let the client do that for you. And again, to Emily's point, once you have it, you can use it for everybody and you can use it for Airbnb and letting your babysitter know that you're safe and all of those other things where we encounter strangers. If you're getting an in-home on-demand massage, once that's a thing again, after COVID calms down a little. So there are a lot of other uses for it and it's a single membership fee regardless. Oh, and also, sorry, I just want to say one thing before I forget is that the sex workers can verify all the safety pins for free. There's no charge to go into the database and confirm somebody's safety pins.
1: That's great. Um, Sex workers are definitely at a higher risk of violence toward them from all parties, especially clients. So I feel like this would be a great way for them to know that they're being safe still and be able to trust their clients. So if we have any sex workers that are listening who are like, that would be great
2: for me. Where could they find more information? The website is getasafetypin.com. And you won't be surprised when you go there that it doesn't focus that much on how to use a safety pin for sex work. It's mostly about babysitting and online dating. Um, but we think there's a strong benefit and our goal is keeping people safe. And we would love to be able to help keep members of your community safer and, and also respect the privacy of their clients. So, you know, we, we see how the model works really well, you just won't see a lot of recognition on the website.
0: <laughs> so. right. And then um, kind of a final thing that I want to add is just, and this is kind of speaking from one of my personal experiences, having a background check is something that still to this day comes in handy for me to have, I, I had to get background checked to work with Uh, Children, I mentor a high school robotics team and I wanted to volunteer to give a talk at a Girl Scout camp. And they were like, Oh, everybody who volunteers with children has to be background checked. And I was like, Oh, I have one on file. It's amazing how having a background check also opens up a lot of volunteering opportunities. I know that's really like kind of off topic, but I have had very specific situations where. I just needed to show I was background checked. I actually think mine's expired. I need to get a new one. So we'll probably be hitting you up for a safety pin pretty soon. You know, when the world opens back up and I can go back and work with people. It's
2: having a background check comes in handy all the time. To that point, one of the women that works for us was trying to get an apartment. And she kept losing out on apartments because they had to wait for her background check to come back. And somebody else would come in who either already had one or somebody that applied before her. And she ended up saying, wait, I have this safety pin. Now, granted, we don't show, we don't hand you the completed background check, but we have a list of everything that we screen and show that you're in good standing. We can provide something if it's required. You just have to go through customer service. But the idea of having it and having this cross-platform portable trust badge that you can share with anybody has come in handy in that instance as well.
1: Yeah. So we're obviously very concerned about the safety of sex workers. This
2: is a service that I think can
1: really help anybody who's listening. I mean, I know I know that I would definitely use it for dating because if I had known anything about my ex-boyfriend that I know now, I wouldn't have dated him. So <laughs> there you go.
2: I will also just share really quickly, since you mentioned other areas that people can use it that we do have some data that babysitters who have posted their safety pin on their profile to show that they have it, booked more than twice as many jobs and earned about 1500 extra dollars a year. So we also know that it's doing that and we don't have the data on this yet because we haven't scaled enough, but our goal has always been that we would help neutralize the unintentional biases on some of these platforms and help more people of color and immigrants get hired because so often people are just hiring the person that looks the most like them. And we realize that that is actually a trust and safety default. And that if we can say, wait, no, you can trust this person, we've screened them for safety, uh, that we can help people book more jobs, earn more money, and continue to work independently with with this extra tool at their disposal.
0: And again, reiterating on the point from earlier, a huge difference between the checking that safety pin does as opposed to literally every other background check is it's not just checking things that you've already done and been caught for. There's also that psychological and just basically testing to make sure that you're not a sociopath and it's not a background check given to people who, you know, have evaded getting in trouble or evaded any consequences that would show up on really any other background check. So Just wanted to make that point clear. So I guess... Yeah, so
1: you should go check out Safety Pin. Um, I think it could help a lot of sex workers, both honestly online and in person. As far as like online sex workers, have clients like do a background check and that way you know that they're not going to try and scam you. Or if you have your background check available for them, they can't be like, well, how do I know that you're not going to scam me because you have evidence that you will not be doing that and they can't try and take advantage of you. So there's so many reasons that you guys should check out Safety Pin. Jenny, um, would you reiterate one more time where people can go for more information?
2: I will. So the website is getasafetypin.com. And you can also follow us on Instagram at getasafetypin or on Facebook at Safety Pin Technologies. And if you have questions, you can message us either on Instagram or Facebook or through the info address on our website. We are happy to answer any questions.
1: Cool. Well, thank you so much for talking with us, Jenny. We really appreciate you coming and sharing um, everything about safety pin. And we're really excited. Obviously, let us know what your experience is like, because we're super excited to hear about it.
2: Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate the opportunity to introduce safety pin to a, a new group of clients that I think could really benefit from it and might help us keep people safer, which is the whole goal.